Welcome to the A Catholic Life Podcast. I am Matthew, the author of A Catholic Life. This is the second episode of A Catholic Life's new podcast. As I mentioned in episode one from last Sunday, I've decided to launch this new podcast since not everyone has the time to engage with my written content. I do still continually write for A Catholic Life and other media outlets like the Fatima Center, Catholic Family News, One Peter Five, and others. And I also regularly reshare older but relevant articles of mine pertinent to the liturgical year on both my Twitter feed and my Facebook page for A Catholic Life. However, since more and more people are gravitating to podcasts, as I mentioned, I'm happy to launch this one as a service to those who don't have the time to regularly read all of my content. Thus, welcome to episode two. In today's episode, on this first Sunday of Lent, I would like to go over a few things. One, how each feria in Lent has its own proper Mass. It's something that I learned years ago and something that I continue to come back to every single Lenten season, and I feel like more people need to learn about why that is the case. Two, I'd like to discuss a little bit about St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows, whose feast day is kept on this Monday. And three, I would like to talk a little bit about the Feast of the Sacred Lance and Nails, which is kept on Friday after the first Sunday in Lent in some places. First and foremost, though, I would exhort everyone to keep up the disciplines you have begun, especially prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And even though this is a Sunday and fasting is not done on Sundays, I've written before how Sundays in Lent were still days of mandatory abstinence, For centuries, no meat or animal products, so no cheese, no eggs, no butter, none of that was consumed in Lent, even on Sundays. Let's bring this back. Let's bring back the discipline of our forefathers to really make Easter treats and desserts what they are. For a full treatment of the topic, see my article, Abstinence from Meat and Animal Products on Sundays in Lent, published in 2021, if you search Google for that title, or you search the search bar at A Catholic Life, you'll find that article. To our first topic for today, how each feria in Lent has its own proper Mass. Now, for those of you with Roman Catholic daily missiles, you may be surprised to see that each day in Lent has its own Mass propers. By that, I mean its own introit, its own collect, its own scripture readings, offertory verse, communion, and post-communion. That's not the case in most other times of the year. In fact, Dom Guéranger writes, quote, Each fairy of Lent has a proper Mass, whereas in Advent the Mass of the preceding Sunday is repeated during the week. This richness of the Lenten liturgy is a powerful means for our entering into the Church's spirit, since she hereby brings us before, under so many forms, the sentiments suited to this holy time. All this will provide us with most solid instruction, and as the selections from the Bible, which are each day brought before us, are not only some of the finest of the sacred volume, but are moreover singularly appropriate to Lent, their attentive perusal will be productive of a twofold advantage. So if you haven't already, 
make it a point to attend Mass more than just on Sundays during Lent. So many people focus on giving up things as part of your Lenten routine, and so little people think about what can we be doing for prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. We have extra time now with our fasting. Let's devote it to prayer, or otherwise it's just a diet. In the second topic, I'd like to discuss a little bit about St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows calling everybody's mind to, to his feast day, which is coming up here on March, uh, sorry, on February 27th. On February 27th, we remember St. Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows, who lived from 1838 to 1862. So that's quite closer to our times than a lot of saints we have before us in the church's year. In fact, before St. Maria Goretti, he was often considered one of the ideal patron saints for the youth. At the young age of four, he lost his mother and lived in worldly pleasures. Our Lady brought him to a deeper reverence, though, and after being cured of two serious diseases, he knew that he was called to religious life. His request to join the Jesuits was turned down because he was only 17, but after his sister died of cholera, he was admitted to the Passionists, where he took the name Gabriel of Our Lady of Sorrows. He was a joyous person and a shining example that living the Catholic faith, one that is centered on God, is not burdening, but rather liberating. The regulations of the church help us to serve Christ, and this brings out greater joy. In fact, St. Gabriel possessed a strong spirit of prayer, love for the poor, and a consideration of the feelings for others. While only four years after entering religious life, St. Gabriel developed pneumonia, and on February 27, 1862, at the young age of 24, he passed to eternal life. In 1920, he was canonized, and we would do well to remember to invoke his patronage on Monday of this week, asking him to help us this Lenten season to especially be a good example to youth and call them, any who have fallen away from the faith, back to the practice of the most holy Catholic faith, outside of which there is no salvation. And finally, the third topic I think worth mentioning for this week Again, this podcast is going to go over a number of different liturgical um, things and a number of new articles that I publish each week, just highlights, so you can find out more information later if you have the time to read the article. Now, topic three is the Feast of the Sacred Lance and Nails. This feast is found in the Masses in some places section of the Roman Missal. It was very popular in late medieval Germany and the Low Countries under the title of Arma Domini, but usually kept an Eastertide on the Friday after Low Sunday. Now, I am a huge fan of these special feasts that occur only in some places. And in fact, most of them relate to the Passion of our Lord, which are certainly worth consideration during the Lenten season, especially now. Now, Pope Innocent VI established the feast and the office of the Lance and Nails, which pierced the body of our crucified Lord Jesus Christ. And when he did so, he exhorted all the faithful to have a special veneration for and devotion to all the sacred instrument of our Lord's passion. The following are his words, quote, We should honor the most holy passion of our Lord and Redeemer Jesus Christ in such manner that meditating on all the mysteries and merits of the same passion, we venerate also each sacred instrument thereof, then this holy and zealous pontiff continues saying, 
quote, although the lance and nails and the other sacred instruments of the Passion should be everywhere venerated by the faithful of Christ, and though every year the Church celebrates the solemn offices of the same Passion, yet we deem it proper and fitting that a special solemn feast should be instituted and celebrated in honor of those particular instruments of the Passion, more especially in those places wherein these salutary instruments are preserved. Hence we wish to encourage this devotion by special office and privileges." End quote. The lance, also known as the Spear of Longinus, is kept in the Vatican Basilica, given to Innocent VIII in 1492. The nails were kept along with the crown of thorns and a small piece of the lance at Saint-Chapelle in France and unfortunately were subsequently lost during the French Revolution. The crown of thorns was the only relic saved and is now kept in Notre Dame Cathedral, but obviously due to the fire recently had there, the exact placement of that might on this particular day be a little different. I would invite everybody to please visit A Catholic Life. Again, that's acatholiclife.blogspot.com. And in the right sidebar, click on Roman Catholic Feast Days. There you'll find a section at the top for these movable masses in some places. And you'll find the propers for this particular feast, the sacred lance and nails. I, in fact, was privileged to venerate in person the nails before when I was, when as I was in Rome. And it's truly a wonderful thing to see the instruments and the places and in the everything connected with our Lord's passion. So during this Lenten season, I think this is a special way we can better observe prayer in addition to fasting, of course, and almsgiving. That is by reading some of these special propers. I would like to conclude with the following admonition of Pope Benedict the Fourteenth from the mid seventeen hundreds, who famously lamented the following quote. The observance of Lent is the very badge of the Christian warfare. By it we prove ourselves not to be enemies of the cross of Christ. By it we avert the scourges of divine justice. By it we gain strength against the princes of darkness, for it shields us with heavenly help. Should mankind grow remiss in their observance of Lent, it would be to the detriment of God's glory, a disgrace to the Catholic religion, and a danger to Christian souls. Neither can it be doubted that such negligence would become the source of misery to the world, of public calamity, and of private woe. End quote. May God grant all of you a most blessed Lent. Hold to the fast. Do it all for the honor of God. Remember the parable of the vineyard. Even though Lent has already started, even if you've fallen off the wagon, even if you have to get back on, even if you haven't committed to the strict fast that I'm advocating for this Lent, please, there's still time. Because everybody in the vineyard, who the Lord of the vineyard called to work, received the same wage, the same reward at the end. So too, if you're hearing this now, it's not too late. Join us in the Lenten fast of our forefathers, and let us offer it all to God's glory and honor for the triumph of the most holy Catholic faith and of the true Mass, for our priests who are persecuted, for our priests who are tempted, and for the return to the faith of all who have fallen away and the conversion of all sinners. Ad Maiorum Dei Gloriam. Quito, please, 